folks, welcome to another episode of Bikes, Burgers, Beers. This is Season 2, Episode 2, and today we are talking about safety. You know, as a motorcyclist, safety is often something that can be compromised. However, I know we all try to do our best to be safe out there on the roads. But there are times when we're at a shop, we're trying on gloves, jackets, and all that other gear, and we all know that it looks good, it feels good, and the price is right. But in reality, we have no idea how safe it is. Will those gloves fall apart and turn to shreds at the side of gravel? Are my Kevlar jeans going to save my butt? This is why. Today, I've got David from Motocap on the show. Motocap is a website where you can research the gear that you've already got or gear that you're thinking about buying in the future. If you want to know how protective your existing gear is, you can search their database and they've already tested it. The results are there for everyone to see. And if not, it's worth signing up to their newsletter for future updates because they're adding new gear all the time. However, if you're after new stuff to help protect you, then guess what? It's worth looking at the website because once you're done listening to the show, go check it out and you might be surprised at the quality of some of the gear out there for how much you pay for it. So with the help of Motocap, you can choose the gear that you like and be assured of the safety you're investing in. That's a huge deal because, you know, trying on a pair of gloves in the shop and feeling how comfortable they are, that's great. Looking at the price, meh, that helps. But really, we're all assuming that this stuff is guaranteed to work when we need it the most. Well, with Motocap, they've scientifically tested the gear that we're thinking about purchasing or have already purchased. Motocap is funded by the government and they use that funding to help purchase the gear that's relevant to us Australians. So I really look forward to sharing today's chat with David with you shortly. But before we get on with the show, I just want to say a thank you to all my Patreon members who help make this show work. Now, if you wish to contribute, hit the links down in the show notes below that take you to my Patreon page and your generosity will go towards maintaining the quality of this show for future episodes. For that, you'll get rewards like early access to new episodes, to discount codes, and prizes and other merchandise with our Bikes, Burgers, Beers advantages. It's just a thanks for being our mate. So sign up today. And if you can't, that's okay, but you can do something for me. Head over to our Instagram page, click follow, and tell your friends about it. It really helps the show out. But for now, let's have a chat to David from Motocap Australia. I'd like to begin by... Uh, letting you explain to our listeners uh, what MotoCap is and uh, and where they can find more information about it. Yep, sure. So MotoCap stands for the Motorcycle Clothing Assessment Program. It was something that was set up by quite a few organisations across Australia and New Zealand, um, mainly government, but also some private organisations there. All of us have an interest in road safety. And um, the Australian Motorcycle Council is also a member. Uh, They've been advocating for this for a long time. And so they're kind of the uh, motorcycling community's uh, voice uh, to be heard. What it is, is it's a consumer information program that provides uh, scientific-based rating comparisons for gear. So before Motocap was established, we, we don't have any standards for motorcycle gear in Australia because it's not a legal requirement or anything like that. 
Uh, but what that meant is that without a standard, when people went and they got motorcycle gear, they really had no idea of knowing how the gear was actually going to perform. And the only way they'd actually find out was in the event that they actually needed it, which is the last place that you want to find out. Absolutely. So we established Motocap uh, where we do testing in a lab uh, and provide the consumers that information so that they can make an informed decision. Okay. Uh, that's, yeah, that that's two star ratings. One is for uh, protection and the other for breathability because uh, we know it can be quite a struggle to perform high in both categories, but we know um, you can have the most protective gear out there, but if it's not breathable, A, you're not going to wear it, and B, you're more likely to get fatigued and be involved in the crash, which we don't want either. So you have to make the right decision for uh, the ride and the conditions that you're planning on riding. Okay. So you mentioned the scientific testing. What, what does that mean exactly? Uh, you know, obviously things like abrasion testing and all of that stuff. Yep. But I asked that because I recently had Div from Motorcycle Stuff on here who uh, is importing Segura jackets from Europe. And he said they're one of the very few, if not only the only companies that make motorcycle uh, protective gear where they even test the abrasion resistance of the seams and stitching as well. Mm. So when you, when you say uh, testing, what, what does that involve? Uh, so we what we do is uh, the, for the protection star rating, there are three tests that are involved. Okay. Uh, they're abrasion testing, burst uh, testing or seam strength testing and mm -hmm. impact protection testing. Okay. So the abrasion testing, uh, a sample is cut from the gear and it's placed on, um, the sample is attached to a rod that is then dropped onto um, an abrasive surface like sandpaper that's running across essentially. Um, and as it gets abraded, a hole forms in the gear itself. And eventually once that hole forms, uh, it it breaks a copper wire that's behind the gear, triggering that the timer should stop so that you get a good sense of uh, the time to abrasion. The burst test is the one that's conducted for seams. Uh, and so the clothing sample is clamped down and uh, this uh, pressurized diaphragm, I don't even know how to describe it, but it, <laughs> it applies pressure from the base okay. uh, until it uh, eventually the seam bursts. Mm -hmm. uh, and so you get the information from there of maximum pressure can apply. Okay. Uh, the impact protectors, uh, that's another one that's conducted. Firstly, there's some ergonomic testing there to make sure that the impact protectors cover the right areas and cover the right areas in the event of a crash where there might be some movement. So um, your impact protection rating would be higher if there's less movement of the protectors or um, if they're larger, they cover a great area than what they have to cover to make sure that if they're displaced in a crash, uh, you're still having the critical areas protected. Uh, and then basically um, an anvil is dropped on the protector and uh, behind that is a force transducer that measures uh, the remaining force 
after the force of that impact to inform that rating. So that goes into the safety rating or uh, the protection rating. And all of this information, including videos, is on the MotorCap website, by the way. Uh, the, the other one is uh, the breathability mm-hmm. testing that's done. Uh, and so that's, that is um, the thermal insulation and also how much the gear allows sweat to pass through the material itself. Um, so what's done there is it goes into a hot plate where there's a layer, there's a membrane layer that's meant to simulate skin. And uh, then you place uh, the clothing material over that. Uh, and it's heated from below. And there's a thermostat that measures uh, the heat beyond the material itself, which basically gives an indication of the level of insulation that the gear provides, which, you know, is important in both hot and also cold weather. Absolutely. Um, and then another test is done in which water is passed over the skin membrane to simulate sweat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then again, the, uh, the temperatures recorded on the outside of the gear, which again provides information to them about how easily the sweat uh, passes through, which of course, you know, you don't want to be drenched in your own sweat within the material. So that helps your body regulate the temperature as well. Absolutely. Um, there is, yeah, there, there is one more test which is done and that's only done for gear that's advertised as being uh, water resistant. And so that is a test where a motorcycle rider mannequin is dressed firstly in completely dry cotton clothing, cotton undergarments, and then covered in gear that's advertised as water resistant. And then basically you blast it uh, with water um, for a set period of time. It's it's made to sit on a bike uh, and it's blasted with water and you weigh the undergarments later to actually see how much uh, water has penetrated through to them. Okay. So that gives you an idea. Right. Like water resistance. How, how successful, just as a curiosity thing, because how successful is the water testing? Because I found, I, I've always said um, there's no such thing as waterproof motorcycle clothing. Mm. And and most most of the gear I've bought that claims to be water resistant or waterproof hasn't been. Mm. Apart from my Merlin wax cotton jacket, that has held up amazingly. <laughs> I've ridden through thunderstorms. Yeah. You wouldn't take a mountain goat in, and that thing <laughs> has not. The only thing that's happened is the cuffs have slightly become damp on the inside, but that's because rain yep. has entered through the through the cuff. But apart from that, all the other gear I've bought that claims to be water resistant, it's not even close. I've, I've had boots full of water. I've had gloves that I could wring out into a glass. I've had yep. <laughs> so. So when when you do that testing, how successful do you find that last particular point? Yeah, so it's a good point because actually a lot of the gear that we have provided, that we have done the water resistance rating for, and that that's not a five-star rating. We give it a score out of 10. And a lot of the gear has scored low numbers like one or two. Uh, <laughs> so that that's right. Um, but we do have gear in there that scored um, high in, and to be honest, I think anything above six provides decent protection. Absolutely. I mean, you have to go out and experience yourself, and it depends on the uh, weather. Yeah. But it is out there. 
there are functions on the website that allows you to sort and filter to help you find what you're after. Okay. But yes, it, it does go to show that this is a useful rating because just yeah. because it advertises itself as water resistant doesn't mean you're going to get what you want. That's right. Yeah. Do you, do you find, um, uh, and not mentioning any particular brands cause don't want to yep. bias anything towards any, any particular brand, but do you find that when some, uh, particular garments excel in a certain area, there's a common thing where they fail in other areas and vice versa? Um, so I guess what we've found, uh, which is kind of what was expected, is it's hard to get gear that's going to perform well in the protection and the breathability um, or even the breathability and the water resistance because breathability requires sweat to pass through. Yeah, Water resistance requires water not to enter. So it, it's hard and that's why we, we've separated out all those three scores uh, for you to get the balance right. But that being said, you can get gear out there that scored at least three out of five stars for both protection and breathability, which um, it's pretty good. Yeah. And, um, you know, part of MotorCap is to encourage, to, to provide incentive for industry to actually improve because if the riders don't know what they're getting, it's hard for them to invest in that R&D. So if the, if uh, gear out there is already scoring three out of five stars in both, then um, I expect that over time with MotorCap, you'll get even better performing yeah, products. Absolutely. Do you, do you find that um, any particular manufacturers adhere to any of these ratings or is this purely independent? You don't get any manufacturers involved or mm. give them any feedback or anything like that? Yeah, okay. So the way it works is we go out and we randomly select products that are on the market, making sure that we cover 10% of what's out there. But as well as that, we do invite uh, manufacturers to commission their own ratings. And we've had a few people reach out to us. We have a lot of interest from um, Australian startups because they they see Motocap as a way to differentiate themselves. Um, others might have brand recognition or whatever else, but if they're new, then at least they can use Motocap to demonstrate that uh, they're a trustworthy brand. These startups, because their startups are still in development, and so we haven't done any of those ratings yet, that we're getting quite close. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what we have done is, uh, you know, we're partnered with um, the Deakin University Institute for Frontier Materials. That's where all the testing's done. Okay. Uh, and as part of the agreement with them, they uh, they provide uh, at very low cost access to their labs and exp- access to their expert knowledge. Um, to so they can't commission a motor cap rating during research and development, but they can have the lab to recreate the same tests and get a sense for how they actually would perform. And then they can talk to the experts there about what they can do to modify uh, the design of their products to improve it even further. Okay. More of a funny question than anything, but but also, you know, hold some sort of merit. Is any of the testing done in more real life situations or is it purely lab-based? Yeah, okay. Well, no, it's all done uh, in the lab, but uh, the I guess you could say the water resistance one 
is the most real life, you know. Um, I've been on tours of the MotorCap Lab and you go around and you're looking at the samples everywhere, but then you go around the back uh, and all you see is basically a motorbike and someone riding on the motorbike and then all of a sudden they're getting blasted with water and you realize it's just a mannequin. But yeah, it's it's quite random. You're walking around this university lab area and yeah, in the middle of nowhere, someone's just sitting still on a motorbike <laughs> getting blasted with water. <laughs> oh, fair enough. I, I bring that up because I, I think back to like when uh, Dragon Jeans first appeared on the mm. market uh, over two decades ago now. Yeah. I, I remember being at Phillip Island at the MotoGP and they had the um, the display. Well, not a display. It was actually a real life a real life display of of I think I think it was the owner even of the company who mm. strapped himself to a back of a motorcycle with a rope and and he got dragged along the straight. Uh, yep. with, you know the jeans falling apart, but the Kevlar underneath the the garment holding yeah. in place, and that was like a that was a real you know eye opener back then when. Kevlar jeans were really not well, you know, well known at mm. all. If 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 they even existed, I mean, yeah, yeah. I was just I was curious to see what sort of real life situations that they come yeah. in. But but at the same time, I guess in a in a lab you would have a controlled environment where you can get definite results rather than yeah. random road but, surfaces or temperature changes or things like that. Yeah, yeah, that, that's exactly right. And um, you know, when we launched Motocap, we did merely for you know, that kind of demonstrative purposes. We did do a demonstration where we had crash dummies dressed in the gear okay. and slid across the tarmac. Uh, and one was in really high performing gear, one in really low performing gear. Mm-hmm. And um, the differences in the outcomes were stark. But yeah, that is still only illustrative because, um, you know, they had to be slid along and it doesn't recreate someone falling from their bike where, you know, they hit the ground and there's that risk of seams bursting or movement of the gear or anything like that. So it does need to be in a lab to get that true comparison. Yep. Um, I guess I can say, you know, we're also, some of our partners in MotorCap are also commissioning real life comparisons. Uh, They're going out and they're recreating the testing on road environments so that, um, the abrasion tests that I've uh, talked through, they have a setup where they do that on the road itself and they test different road environments and conditions. And based on that, we've recently updated the MotorCap testing protocols Okay. in a reflection then in real life. You know, maybe a few more of these products could actually get that five-star protection that you want because we've done that comparison. So, yeah, yeah we, we are comparing it to real life, but... Yeah, you, you can't get that uh, solid comparison unless it's done in a, in a lab. Absolutely. You need more of that controlled yep. environment, at least yep. to get to give it some sort of rating and, and be fair across the board, across different gear, I guess. Yeah, that's right. So with, with the website, so when someone goes onto there, could mm. you just briefly explain, don't have to go through step by step. Yep. What, what happens when I go to, to motocap.com.au and uh, and and I you know I've I've never bought gear before or I have bought gear for example like myself included I had really old gear from you know ten twenty years ago and I'm you know these days there's so much gear that's not only better but it can also be confusing because there's mm. hundreds of more companies out there. Yeah. Um, 
what what can what can be the best way that someone goes to the website and tries to find the gear? Um, yep. How how can it be? I guess the question I'm asking is how easy is it to just click a couple buttons, go, I'm looking sure. for gloves. These are the gloves that, that I yep. choose. And is that pretty much it? Yeah, okay. So uh, when you go onto the website, uh, firstly, at the top, there's a drop-down list for motocap-rated products and you mm -hmm. can choose gloves, jackets, or pants that way. Okay. Or if you scroll down, uh, there there's also links uh, for gloves, jackets, or pants. And so you can click on any of those and then you can choose to filter it. Uh, you can sort it by uh, the newest releases okay. or by highest uh, protection rating, highest uh, breathability rating. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a filter function that will allow you to search by, you know, male or female clothing. Or um, again, you can filter if you're not interested in any of the one or two star rated products you can filter those out oh, to reduce your search um we're constantly releasing more products on there okay. uh so there's at the bottom of the home page is also uh you can input your email address there okay. um, yeah i mean the email address is purely used to notify people of this. It's not going to any marketing companies or anything yeah. else. We're all government and private organizations just interested in road safety. So, yeah. um, but we, we ask you to subscribe just so that whenever we release new products, you're notified because there's constantly stuff going out. Um, you can also, uh, there's an about motorcap page and you can look at um, videos about the testing. Okay. Uh, there's information there on um, uh, what to look for mm -hmm. in your gear as well. Uh, so that even if you're not choosing something that's been rated by motorcap, it gives you some advice of what to look out for as well. Oh, fantastic. That was going to be one of my questions in regards to mm. any products that maybe weren't tested. Is there still some yep. sort of hints or recommendations for people especially, I guess, more new riders who don't know what to look for, uh, to, to give them some advice on when they go to a bike shop and try stuff on or buy stuff online, if, if the case may yeah. be, then they can at least make some sort of informed decision. So that's that's great to know. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, I was also going to say that uh, if someone's particularly interested in their products trading, uh, mm -hmm. you can look at it and you can download a test report to get all the information you might want. Oh, that's cool. Um, and some some people might use that information. Uh, if they find a product that they like and it's performed well in abrasion and seam strength, but low in impact protection, you can find out why. Mm -hmm. uh, and you might decide to get that product anyway and, uh, you know, get your own armor that you'll fit in afterwards or something like that. So yeah. we understand. We want people to be able to make the choices that suit them the best. Absolutely, yeah. And I think having the, the email updates is a really good idea because new products are coming out all the time, like you said, but a lot yeah. of our gear, you know, has somewhat of a use-by date. Take, for example, helmets where, you know, it's recommended you should replace them every, what, three to five years. And mm. uh, and that's, uh, that's often the reason why they have a manufacturing date printed on them somewhere. So is there... Is there you haven't mentioned anything about testing in regards to longevity. Is that something that's involved yeah. in the testing with this or not at all really? Yeah. Okay. So we don't test the longevity of the products. It's a fair point. Uh, but 
the the only thing we do test is in terms of longevity, the only thing we do consider is a motor cap rating. Once a product has been rated, they're removed from the database from which we randomly select products for three okay. years. Oh, right. But okay. after that point, they're re-entered in and we can um, re-rate them. And in fact, recently we did re-rate two products mm -hmm. uh, because they were rated more than three years ago. They were identified in our database and one of them uh, did perform not as well as it previously had because there had been ch some changes in production and uh, the other one performed uh, quite comparably to previously. So it was just a good check that that's still out there. So um, Yeah, cool. That, that was going to be one of my questions in regards to do you ever go back to the same product and revisit it mm. maybe years down the track and see if there yeah. were changes made because – you know, I, I would I would assume that a lot of companies who do want to improve their products also have to think about their bottom line, which means maybe maybe a slight reduction in quality or workmanship that can cause the rating to drop, perhaps. Yeah, or they could change labs, or there might be production facilities, or anything else can happen throughout this. So, mm. yeah, it's always good just to keep a check on that and yeah, ensure that those ratings remain current. Yeah. When, when you say you take a, a sample of products, uh, let's say, for example, one particular style or, or pair of gloves, a particular model from a, a particular brand, mm. do, you, do you run those tests on multiple occasions or is it really just the one-off thing and you go, okay, that was the result, the end? Because let's say, for example, there is inconsistencies in manufacturing, one, that one particular brand or, or one particular model of glove or helmet or jacket may have just been like the you know the dud one that the, the seams fell yeah. apart or something and then you pick up the next one off the shelf which is exactly the same model exactly the same brand and it performs exceptionally well have do, do you come across any results like that at all um yeah so we do it's a good point and we do uh we purchase multiple uh products and different sizes as well okay. um because that might have a play mm. and so we do uh test at least two different products and also keep a third one available for in case there's any um anything that might trigger an audit or review of the ratings later um, oh that's great i don't think i don't recall picking up any inconsistencies from that okay. um that i'm aware of so but yeah we that has been considered okay oh that's that's good to know because you know, like I've I've had gloves, for example, where the stitching just comes undone after a few weeks and I've gone back to the shop <laughs> and said, look, I've only put these on once or twice and then I pick up another pair and they last, you know, three, four years. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's I guess it's something that every motorcyclist may or may not experience in their time. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, that's really cool. It sounds like the testing is, is quite involved and, and rigorous, which is great because... You know, you're you're not providing any bias towards any particular brand. It's just th these are the results, and you you as a writer have to make your own decision on what to purchase in the end. Yeah, that's right, and yeah, that that's why we randomly select. Uh, we want to encourage as many manufacturers to uh, design for MotorCap and use our ratings commission more if uh, they're keen to utilize it. But yeah, we're not going to favor any one brand over another. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. 
Alrighty, folks, we've come to that point in the show today where we're going to take a short break to hear from our show sponsors. Please stay tuned and remember, those discount codes still apply, so make sure you use them. Time to get myself a new jacket and a matching pair of gloves. With the discount code over at Johnny Reb, our show sponsor, it makes it really affordable. And I have to say, damn, I look good in some Johnny Reb gear. All I have to do is enter the code BIKES15 at checkout over at johnnyreb.com.au. That's B-I-K-E-S-1-5. And I instantly get 15% off all my purchases. And to top it off, if I spend over $49, they give me free shipping. That's easy johnnyreb.com.au Oh yeah! Riding your bike? Thirsty work. Mowing the lawn? Thirsty work. You deserve a refreshing drink. My top beer, the Nectar of the Hops from Willie the Boatman is rated number 99 in the top beers of Australia. Well, it's number one in my household and just to make it sweeter, Willie the Boatman are offering you 20% off all their purchases on their website. All you got to do is enter the code hashtag bikes, burgers, beers at checkout on willytheboatman.com and you get beer delivered to your door. Nothing like cracking open a cold one after wrestling with the lawnmower. Still thirsty? Nah, not anymore. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, back to the show. So with uh, everyone involved with this, is it uh, predominantly about motorcycle gear because at at the beginning we kind of you kind of mentioned road safety in general but is it predominantly just motorcycle accessories and clothing or does motocap involve themselves in any other forms of safety for for motorists in general no motocap itself is all about motorcycle uh protective gear and that's jackets pants and gloves Mm -hmm. we we do, of course, our partner agencies, they have different interests as well. And some of this could feed in. So I mentioned, you know, some of the partners are doing on-road testing, utilizing some of the motor cap ratings. Uh, and that's provides some information about different road surfaces, which could inform uh, different road design requirements in areas that have high motorcycle usage. Uh, so that's yeah, it, it's designed for the gear, but that doesn't mean it might not translate to other uses in the future. Okay. Oh, that's cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Do uh, I didn't ask this at the beginning, but do you ride a motorcycle yourself? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not very good, but, you know, um, I've been interested in it and I've just been in, seen the other side of it too much and, I may be the safest rider out there, but I can't protect myself from other road users. Yeah, um, absolutely. So <laughs> nah, that's fair enough, man. <laughs> yeah. Nah, all good. All good. Um, now, obviously, because this, because this podcast is called Bikes, Burgers, Beers, we talk about motorcycles yeah. and uh, obviously not being a rider, we can't discuss any history of motorcycling or anything like that, but that's that's cool. Do you Do you have any friends who ride motorcycles at all? Uh, look, I've got others uh, in the team and, uh, yeah, I've got friends that have and, have, um, you know, some of them have told me that they've uh, used Motocap or they've seen me promoting Motocap in various places okay. and others, I've mentioned Motocap to them and they've 
tell me what's that <laughs> never heard of it so and i, I to be honest I, myself uh, included i didn't know too much about it up until a few months ago and then i yeah. i looked through the website and that's when i thought it would be great to have uh, someone from motor mm. cap on the show to talk about this because I feel as though maybe a lot of my listeners may or may not be aware of this existing and, uh, you know, yeah. it, it just thought it'd be great to share with everyone to to know that there is something out there that that can really help us decide on the gear we, we can choose and, and protect ourselves as much as possible because as much as our protection is important, so is our comfort levels, which, well, arguably and quite strongly in my opinion, your, your comfort level is just as important because if you're not comfortable, that can actually compromise your own safety and riding ability as well. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's right. I mean, part, part of that is based on research that was done that shows that, you know, if you're not re- wearing appropriate gear and you're overheating, you're going to make uh, poorer decisions mm. on the road and that's going to increase your chance of risk. Plus, I mean, if you purchase gear that's not comfortable, you're going to wear it less often and then you're not going to get any protection out of it if you're not wearing it. That's exactly right. So what what's the future hold for Motocap without giving too many secrets yep. away, of course, but um, <laughs> it, uh, it, what's what sort of plan for the next 6 to 12 months? Because like I said before, um, one of the things was that I didn't even know about you guys. Is there any anything involved where more motorcyclists can be can become aware of this yeah so there's always uh promotions being done uh and that depends on your state last year around this time and uh, i'm from new south wales and new south wales did quite a significant online promotion that drove up traffic to the website and knowledge of it here um our partners in victoria you know they tac one run spokes and they do a lot of promotions there. Okay. Yeah, there's always work to promote, uh, and we are considering next steps. Uh, you know, we do get feedback through the website and other means from the public about things that they'd like us to look at and consider, mm-hmm. and also with uh, the Motorcycle Council being involved, uh, they provide us feedback from the community. So. Yeah, I, I don't want to say too much, but I do expect that uh, in the new year, there's going to be uh, some updates to the website that you and your listeners will probably be quite interested in. Oh, fantastic. Well, that's good to know. And um, in, in regards to, same same question, but in regards to sort of testing, and um, I know you mentioned you're always getting new products in, but is... Uh, is there always uh, ways of looking at upgrading and improving testing methods and things like that as well? Or is it pretty much a yeah. set and forget? Or you mentioned the, uh, sorry, forgive me, I forget the university you mentioned. Was it Deakin University? Deakin University, yeah. They, they have the testing facility. So they're, they're kind of in control of that. But is there, do, do you guys often discuss things with them to improve certain tests or change things to... Yeah make things i guess a little bit more closer to real life or anything yeah like that? yeah so we don't want to mess around with the testing too much because obviously we want we want people to have you know be able to compare things from a few years ago with the future okay. but yeah we as i mentioned we have done some real world compa- comparisons mm-hmm. and uh we've also kind of 
reviewed the performance of everything that we've done to date. Uh, and based on that, we have done a slight tweak okay. to um, the testing protocols. And what that's meant is that a few products are getting slightly higher rated. And that doesn't mean that we've lowered the bar as such. In It's more that we've recognized that some products that uh, we rate as four stars, once you consider mm -hmm. real world performance, Yep. They're really giving you five-star protection. And so okay. we should recognize that and um, reassure everyone that you're going to get really good protection from these products. And so any of them are good options for you. Okay. Yeah, ho hopefully we're not going to tweak around with the ratings too much more because we're quite happy with that. Yeah. Uh, but if some evidence has come out that we should reconsider that, then, you know, we we'll make sure that we provide the best information that we can. Okay. Looking at the website earlier, I was, uh, I, I noticed you have a um, FIM road safety award from 2019 yes. as well. So how does that help out with your, your testing? Look, it doesn't help out with the testing as such, okay. uh, but what it does is it, I mean, the FIM is, you know, a pretty prestigious group in Europe that have recognized uh, what we're doing in Australia. Okay. And that, that goes to show, look, this is a world first program. Yeah. Okay. And it's not, it's getting interest, not just in Australia, but worldwide, right. including Europe where they have their own Euro standard or whatever. But what we're doing in MotorCap is we're mm -hmm. providing something a bit different. Uh, and as I mentioned, a lot of startups have a lot of interest in this because, yeah. um, it provides a point of difference and it it means that Australian companies can go out to the world uh, using this motor cap rating, demonstrating safety that that has interest worldwide. So that's really great. And yeah, that FI, FIM award just goes to show that we're on the right track. If we're getting recognized in Europe, yeah, then it's good to know. Okay, that's, that's pretty cool because I guess the, the thing about European uh, testing is it it does seem to have a more recognized and and uh, tends to be more highly regarded I guess than a lot of other ratings say for example in the mm. United States and things like that is, is that something that that Motocap possibly agrees with yeah. or, or um, has seen in their testing we've uh, utilized some of the European testing and okay. in our protocols, but the difference is that they have a pass fail criteria and we have a star rating. So we're not ruling anything out. Of course. But even then, yeah, we are finding, uh, and the other difference is that Europe doesn't have the breathability rating, which we oh, okay. have here. And a big reason for that is, you know, in Australia, you have quite a ra range of weather conditions. And so, we felt it really is important for you to have that information. Yeah. But yeah, we, we have done a comparison and to be honest, uh, not everything that performs that well in the European standard performs as highly in okay. MotorCap. Yeah. Uh, there are a range of reasons for that, but long story short, uh, MotorCap provides a very reliable, um, source of information especially important for the australian conditions yeah yeah i think that's a really important thing uh it, it's great having you guys here doing that and one of the reasons i i wanted you on the show is because of that because 
here's an Australian organization doing independent mm-hmm. testing, talking to a, a lot of people who I've had on the show already who discuss safety for gear uh, as well as safety for the motorcycle, such as lighting and all that sort of stuff, which is a completely yeah. different thing. And our listeners, if they haven't listened to that episode, can go back and find it. I'll <laughs> I'll link it in the notes down below. But I think um, what I found talking to people uh, over the episodes who talk about safety and their products are mainly aimed at safety, the reason that they either manufacture or provide products here in Australia is because our conditions here are very different to most other conditions around mm. the world. Uh, yeah. So I, when you mention that, it's a, you know to me that's a real standout thing because it's not the same as as riding in Europe. Our roads are different, our climate's different. Uh, you know, we're, all of those things, and it can add to uh, having completely different requirements. Yeah, that's right. What, one thing I was I was going to ask going through the website earlier. And uh, I go through the frequently asked questions, but um, one of the things that that I found was there was a there was a question there of why aren't motorcycle helmets and boots rated? Mm. So can can you share with our listeners why that's the case and elaborate on that? Okay, so motorcycle helmets aren't rated for two reasons. Um, I mean, I guess the first one is that Motocap was set up to provide information with the lack of any standard. So okay. yeah, with, with that lack, you had no idea what you were getting off the shelf. So we had to provide something. But the other reason is that quite a few of the partners that are in MotorCap, but not all, already do provide a star rating for motorcycle helmets. Okay. And that that is, um, that is a program called CRASH. Mm-hmm. Uh, consumer uh, research and assessment, uh, consumer ratings and assessment of safety helmets, I believe it stands for. And the website for that is crash.org.au. Yeah. And so there is already a star rating for that, and it provides a uh, rating for safety and also for comfort there. Okay. Boots wasn't set up for motocap in the first instance and that is based on the injury data uh that we have in that as long as you're wearing a proper boot then you're getting very good protection as a motorbike rider already that doesn't mean that we'll discount it for the future okay Uh, but what it means is that uh for the launch of motocap and for the initial priorities that we need to consider there's much more variation uh in the crash performance and crash protection that you'll get uh when it comes to choosing your pants jackets and gloves and so that that's what we focused on okay very interesting is there anything that i haven't covered or, or asked you that you would like to share with our listeners no look i i think that covers uh the main points um but yeah, look, I just, again, encourage everyone, go to motorcap.com.au, take a look around, not just at the ratings themselves, uh, but also at the videos that explain uh, how the testing is done, at the information on how to choose uh, clothing appropriate for you. Yeah, we have a contact us page if uh, there's anything that you want to 
ask more information on, uh, feel free to reach out to us that way and subscribe to the updates so that uh, when any anything else comes out, um, you'll be notified and you can go there and check it out. Fantastic. Well, before we go, because the podcast is called Bikes, Burgers, Beers, I always ask my guests on the show if they have a, a favorite burger joint that they go to that's whether it's local or somewhere on their travels. So yeah. just, just something to sort of end the show with a bit more lighthearted uh, conversation. So do, do you like do you like burgers? <laughs> yes, I like burgers. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, I'm a fan of a brisket burger. Yeah, I'm trying to recall uh, the place I I was actually meant to go out last night, but they were shut to film an ad. Oh, wow. Uh, so um, it's disappointing and uh, had to go next door and get something else instead. <laughs> what's a What's a memorable burger that you've had in the last, say, 12 months or... Maybe um, even maybe look, even longer because no one's been out very much over the last twelve months. Yeah. <laughs> so, my daughter, we went to Melbourne quite a few years ago, mm-hmm. and she was seven or something. Yeah. And um, we went to this place for burgers. Um, it's like the first burger that she'd gotten. Um, and we're going back to Melbourne. Now we've been trying, and with the lockdown, and everything we haven't gone there for the past two years. Yeah. Um, and she's talking nonstop about how we have to go back to that place because that is where <laughs> her love of burgers started. And ever since, wherever we go, she gets a burger if it's on the menu. So, <laughs> yeah, that that's definitely the most memorable one because uh, she hasn't stopped talking about it. And fair enough. Do you I remember have to what... go back and get more? Yeah. Do you remember what the place was called in Melbourne? <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> no, it's drawing a blank. <laughs> you, she probably remembers. She probably remembers. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm going to have to double check and uh, uh, make sure we go there next week. So absolutely, maybe you can um, yeah. shoot me an email and I'll have it in the show notes ready for our listeners sure. because a lot Sounds of them are, a, a lot of our listeners and and the reason I bring up burger places. You know, many many motorcyclists will often ride, you know, leisure uh, for a leisure ride on the weekend or something, and head to some sort of destination, often to a pub or, you know, somewhere along the beach or whatever, and and uh, go and eat some sort of food and hang out with friends. So, um, yeah, it's it's always a, a definitely a talking point, and a few people have recommended some amazing places, and I know some other listeners who've given me feedback and said. I listened to this episode and I went to that burger place or I went to that steakhouse or whatever it is. So yeah, it's a nice little thing to add to the podcast. And um, yeah, and finally, uh, beers as well. Are you a beer drinker or? I am a beer drinker. Yep. Uh, you know we have um, Newtown Brewery here, and yeah, so that that would be my go-to. Okay. Especially in that area, uh, I used to live in Leichhardt, so oh, yeah. I wasn't. Uh, and I, before then, I was in Darlington, so I wasn't too far away from Newtown at all. And um, yeah, especially in the last few years, how many microbreweries have popped up? Yeah, so so many have popped up around here. It's amazing. Um, yeah. yeah, there's there's a whole lot more choices now. It's uh, the challenge is: do you try something new, or do you go with something <laughs> that that you know that you like? Yeah, absolutely. There's always that case. Uh, with with Newtown Brewery, do you have a favourite beer that you like of theirs or do you just like everything that they have? Uh, you know what? 
<laughs> they have one there called, um, I think it's called Motorcycle Oil. So yeah. that, that's, what, that's fitting for here. <laughs> that, that is absolutely one of my favorites of theirs as well. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Well, look, man, I, I won't take up too much more of your time. I really appreciate you taking the time to, to come along and answer a lot of questions for me. I'd love to have you back in maybe a year or two time for another season just to see where MotoCap is at and uh, and if there's any changes or any you know, new updates and all that stuff. So it'd be great to keep in touch with you and, and talk to you again in a year or two. Yeah, no worries. It'd be great to chat then. Fantastic. Thank you so much, David. Okay. I really appreciate your time, man. Well, no folks, you. there you have it. What an amazing guy. Good on him for, for doing the work that helps protect us on the motorbike. And you know what? It doesn't matter what sort of gear you've got. As long as at the end of the day, you're wearing something that's going to keep you alive. And I know there's a lot of discussion about different types of gear, open face helmets, closed face helmets, goggles, gloves, you know, and the list goes on and on. At the end of the day, what we want to do is be able to just protect ourselves, give ourselves a fighting chance out there on the roads, because as we know, sometimes an accident can be our fault, but a lot of the times it's not, it's someone else's fault. And unfortunately, we can't control other people's actions. But what we can do is control the gear we buy and head over to MotoCap, the link's in the show notes below. Have a look at their website. Have a look at the gear that you're interested in buying and see what the safety rating is because you may be surprised. A big shout out to MotoCap for taking the time to do this and come on the show. Uh, a huge thank you to David for spending that time essentially on his lunch break. Thank you so much guys and girls for listening as well. And uh, I just want to say a little reminder, head over to our Instagram page and click like if you already haven't or click follow, I should say. So many more things to come. We've got some great interviews lined up in the next few episodes. And uh, you know what? I have a special announcement to make. We have our very first international guest. Now, I wasn't going to put any international guests on this show because it's about us motorcyclists here in Australia. But I have to say, I put a poll out on YouTube and Instagram a few months ago, and it was a 75% vote for bringing in international guests. So I'm still going to be selective about who I bring on the show, but there you have it, guys. So look out for that episode coming out shortly. And remember, folks, keep it twisted. <laughs>